WYE Radio Network. It's just your buddy MC this week, and I've got some confessions. podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. And now here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Well, hey gang, it is uh, your your buddy, like I said at the top of the show, your buddy MC here. I am rolling solo this week as uh, my co-host, my good my good friend, Justin Shore, the, the Happy Medic, is uh, sadly not with us in before you start feeling real bad for him, sucker's in the Caribbean on a two-week cruise. So, you know, cry not for him, Argentina, or any other freaking country, as the case may be. So I thought this week I would uh, try something a little bit different. Uh, maybe do a little bearing of the soul, if you will. We have been pretty hyper-focused on mental health in general and speaking specifically about Justin and what he has been going through, dealing with, etc. And I got to thinking the other day, I would hate for folks to think that uh, MC has got all of his ducks in a row, if you will, because that's simply not not the case. I'm not going to leverage this opportunity uh, to have kind of a a complaint session or say, you know, do this woe is me kind of thing. But at the same time, my Facebook feed and, you know, any other feed for that matter is full of first responder stuff where people are saying, you know, smash the stigma or stop the stigma, stigma and about mental health and, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, today about some of the things that, that I've been dealing with. Again, let me put this right out at the front. I do not want to get messages or emails saying, you know, oh, it's so tough to be you. Because honestly, it it's not. It's pretty great. <laughs> I don't want to be arrogant, of course. But all told, I mean, I, I live in a nice house. I've got a loving wife, three great kids. And, you know, things are going great. But at the same time, one of the things that popped into my head the other day was when Justin and I interviewed Lauren Rich, and you can check that that episode out. It was a few weeks back, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't do any prep for the show, so uh, I don't remember what episode it was. But uh, if you go back to WYERadio.com, do a little searching for Lauren Rich, you'll find it. At any rate, one of the things on her website that Justin took this this test about, you know, things you deal with when you're having some mental health issues. And one of the things that he was asked was, do you, do you get angry? And he's like, you know, I, I really don't. And I'm, I just looked at him like he had a, you know, second head or an eighth leg or something. And I thought, man, I, I get angry a lot, like a lot. I mean, not a lot, but a lot. How's that for specificity? We've had some struggles with our offspring from time to time, as parents are wont to do. One of them in particular uh, has anger issues herself. And it gave me pause. And, you know, if I think too long about it, it can it can be a, a fairly depressing 
thing to think that I inflicted this on her, that she is angry because I am angry. And, I mean, you know, like we've, we've talked about in past episodes, I've, I've, read, I've read the books, I've listened to the podcasts, I've done the research, and very little gets through to her. And I become very frustrated very easily and very quickly. It's not something I am, I am proud of by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I've never, you know, put my hand through a wall. I've never physically harmed them. I've never, you know, crossed any sort of terrible line. But at the same time, that kind of unbridled, <laughs> very difficult to restrain rage because I can't, I don't know, in, impose my will. I'm so used to being a cop that, you know, when somebody with a, with a badge and a gun tells you to do the thing, you do the thing, or things are going to happen to you, right? We're trained day in and day out to win the fight, to, you know, never back down, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great when you're dealing, you know, with some spun-up tweaker who's, you know, just as big as you, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit smaller, whatever. But certainly not somebody half your size, right? There's got to be a point where you recognize that you're not at work. Your life is not in danger. This is a child we're talking about. And way on the other side of that pendulum is overwhelming sadness. I kid you not, I was playing a game as I'm recording this yesterday, and for those of you that are uh, PlayStation fans, there was a game a few years back that came out called The Last of Us. Just an incredible, incredible game. A- amazing story, uh, really cool gameplay. And I started playing The Last of Us Part 2 yesterday, day before. And I won't spoil too much of it, but a little bit of a spoiler alert. Somebody in the game... Uh, doesn't make it. Let's just put it that way. And, man, it, you, you'd have thought that somebody I actually knew had died. It was so difficult. I stopped playing for a bit. I went back to it eventually. But it's hard to process not only the, the overwhelming frustration, anger, but swinging from from that extreme to, you know, I just kind of want to close the curtains, roll up into a little ball and, you know, cry myself silly. That balancing act is is real hard. It's real hard. And I'm lucky enough that I can reach out to certainly Justin, obviously the wife, um, I talked to my dad. One of the people I miss <laughs> the most was my mom, and she she died a couple of uh, years ago. And I think that was why in the game, when this person you know met their finality, that it was just, it was so hard for for me. Um, so I, I'll tell you a little story about when my mom passed. It was she. <clears throat> fought cancer for freaking ever 
And leading up the last few weeks, I would get calls from her and she would just ask me where I was. I said, well, I'm at work, mom. And, and she would, she would say, well, why aren't, why aren't you on your way here? It's, it's like she knew, right? She knew that her time was, was getting shorter and shorter, but I didn't, I didn't have the time to, to take off a month. I mean, this happened a number of weeks leading up to her, her death. But finally, my, my stepdad called and he said, hey, you, you need to get here. I said, okay, I'm, I'm getting up at three and I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. I was two or three hours into my, into my trip when he called and said she was gone. So I never got to, I, I, had, I had this whole like speech planned, right? The things I wanted to say to her, I mean, like 45 seconds worth of, worth of things. And that always made me feel so bad. Like I, the, the last thing she ever asked of me that I didn't do it for her after everything that woman did for me the one thing she wanted me there and I wasn't there. And that sucks, man. It, I not, I get it. If I take myself out of this conversation and I listen to somebody saying these things, do I honestly think that my mom is on a cloud with a harp somewhere saying, you didn't, <laughs> you let me down, son. Of course not. Of course not. But I'm still human. I'm still a mama's boy. I'm still an only child. And, the one thing that I could have done, maybe, maybe, probably not, but maybe, just that sliver of a chance to make that transition, that pass, be okay for her. But God, how arrogant is that, right? I mean, I, I'm not a wizard, for God's sakes. I'm not a priest. I'm not, I, I'm nothing special. I, I couldn't have, you know, sacrificed a goat to, to make that death easier it she knows she knew she still knows that her kid's gonna be good that he's gonna take care of the wife and the kids and I think swinging back to the anger issues I think part of the reason that I'm so disappointed in myself is that I'm not really honoring her right the speech that I wanted to give to her about I'm going to be a good dad and I'm going to be a good husband I'm going to provide and I'm going to you know emotionally support them and do all the things that that they need that my mom did for me I'm not I I don't always feel like I'm delivering on that and that's well that's hard to wrap your brain around too right This episode ain't going to be long, but I wanted to give somebody out there just the idea that if you're dealing with these huge swings in demeanor, uh, if you're facing challenges in life that you just are having trouble cracking the coat on or you get wrapped around the axle so easily... I don't have any magic answers for you. I just wanted you to know you're not by yourself. That's it. I mean, that's it. I got I, <laughs> I legit have nothing else to offer on that score. Uh, 
I've, I've got my own demons that, that I'm, I'm looking at. And some days are better than others. You know, some days I, I put on the, the happy face and, and some days the, the, the face is legit, you know, it's, it's genuine. I don't enjoy crowds. I don't enjoy being around most people. However, this past Saturday, we did uh, an Oktoberfest celebration because we have our German exchange student who has been absolutely lovely. She's the bee's knees. And Justin and, and Kim, his wife, are obviously not here. They were on their, on their cruise, and they're our go-to hangout folks. So we had, we had people over that I'd either never met before or had met once or twice briefly and ordinarily, that would if I had we those folks were were at the house, I'd be holed up in the bedroom reading a book because I just eh, I'm good, you know. But I, I put myself out there, and it was it was it was great. I mean the the whole event was it was a lot of fun. Just sitting around outside outside you know had the the fire going in the solo stove and you know having Oktoberfest beers and and legit German food and it was it was great. And the wife told me later, you did really well tonight. And that was a real nice compliment. It felt good. And none of the things I did or said were forced or fake. That was the, you know, the legit Jason. And I enjoyed myself. Those experiences are available. They're not always easy. Sometimes you got to maybe start with the with the happy face on, and maybe your face will relax into an actual satisfaction that is memorable for you. I enjoyed myself on Saturday. It was great. If you want to reach out, if you're having anger issues or you're just sad and you need to bounce something off of somebody... I'm here. I'm absolutely available. And I know Justin is too. I feel totally comfortable speaking on his behalf. You can reach either one of us on email, justin at wyeradio.com or jason at wyeradio.com. Every once in a while, we'll get an email uh, or, a, or a comment on something we share on the socials. And you know, people have, have said that they appreciate our, our transparency. And it was that those kinds of comments, A, that keep us going, and B, that was kind of the inspiration for, for this episode. Because I, like I said, I, we focused a lot on, on Justin, and I didn't want to be disingenuous and pretend that, you know, everything is right as rain here at MCPD. Because it, it's not. We're, we're suffering from the human condition. There's, <laughs> there's no cure. <laughs> it's not going to change. But... We can do more things than, A, we give ourselves credit for, or B, that we maybe even want to do. It takes effort. It takes focus. You know, when we had Bridget on a couple episodes ago as well, talking about automating wellness. Those kinds of things are extremely helpful. One of the things that I try and do every day is is be physical right like do some kind of exercise uh, a couple of months ago actually back in 
August. Yeah, which was, oh my God, it's November now. Creepy. But the wife hit me up and she said, you know, I'd, I'd really like a Peloton. Now, I'm a big proponent of the X3 bar. You've, you've heard me talk about it and I've got the affiliate thing and blah, blah, blah. I haven't been able to use it because of my back issues and that's a whole other side tale. But things have gotten better. And the wife said that she really wanted it, like I said, a, a Peloton. Those things aren't cheap. Uh, but I, for the love of me, I couldn't get her to, to do the X3 bar. So we got a Peloton. And I'll tell you what, I've been active on that thing. Uh, it It's the, the bicycle one, not the treadmill one, because I don't want to run. What am I, a masochist? No, thank you. But the cool thing about Peloton is you can also do yoga, meditation, their strength workouts, and obviously the, the biking or the cycling. It's really been, it's been cool when I'm feeling down or... You know, I need to get away from things for a little while. I can hop on the bike in my garage here and just go for a ride. Helps clear my mind and, you know, shakes out the cobwebs. I'm not telling you to go spend three grand on a freaking Peloton. Don't get me wrong. But you can certainly go for a walk. You can certainly, if you want to, I guess, go for a run. You're a crazy person, but, you know, that's why, like my mom said, that's why there's chocolate and vanilla. You can do push-ups, you can do sit-ups, you can do yoga, you can meditate. There, there are there are all kinds of free apps. You know, we did the the yoga challenge over the summer with Yoga for First Responders, and that was amazing. Go check them out, yffr.org. And I mean, there there are all kinds of solutions, or at least beginnings of solutions available to you. So I'm gonna wrap this up there, gang. Uh, I just wanted to come on, talk about these things, bring down the, the wall that maybe I've been building up in this, this facade because it's not always the way it seems, right? I've used humor as a defense mechanism my entire life. And I learned when we were getting out of debt that being open and honest about one of the, you know, the taboo things in the world, money, is life-altering and can really impact other people. And I wanted to take an opportunity to put myself out there because maybe you're pissed off. Maybe it's legit. Maybe it's all in your head. I don't know. But I do want you to know that you are not alone. What I'm going to leave you with is a little something I did. So I'm taking these classes because, you know, medical retirement, you get to, you know, kind of go for a second career. So I'm, I'm exploring some options. And one of the things that I'm exploring is this program called Pro Tools, which is what I edit the, the podcast on now. But we had a project where we had to come up with an original piece, like an original piece of music. And I decided to do a bit of a spoken word thing. This whole... MC thing started in 2008 when I started a blog because I needed to get all of the things inside of me outside of me so I could, you know, lighten the load, exercise the demons, if you will. So I sat down a few weeks ago and I just started writing. It was total stream of consciousness. I just wrote and it's, it's like a three minute thing. So I put some, some sounds, some music underneath it and it was my midterm project for this for this class. And I'm going to leave that with you in 
instead of our usual outro music. So do me a favor, take three minutes, listen to it. Uh, you want to let me know what you think? Great. I, I don't expect it. I don't need it. I, I created it just because I needed to do something to make myself feel better. And I know the folks in my class aren't, they're, they're not cops. They're not first responders. They don't, they don't get it. Right. So I thought maybe some of you would, uh, would get it and would get something out of it. So, uh, without further ado, this is the officer's lament. Y'all have a good week. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Officer's Lament. It started so innocently the path, the passion, the desire to serve the fellow man. Then came the exposure, hate, toxicity, trauma, drama, lather, rinse, repeat. New and naive, we are told to shake it off, man up, get to work. We hear about the silent majority, only to see them line the streets upon our death. Latitudes handed down from on high, echoes of whispers when lost, scared, and alone. At an unknown place, an unknown time, an unknown incident, the path diverges out of control. Sadness, guilt, shame, the ghosts of pain hunt down their prey. Unilateral despise at every twist and turn, even with unconditional love from the best of you can't temper the storm. Love keeps the occasional drizzle abated, but the squalls threaten to overwhelm, overrun, overtake, overthrow. What to do, where to go, to whom to turn. At the peak of it all, the strength to trust, to give in, to letting go. Exercise, the mind, the body, the spirit. Trauma doesn't define, it describes. Its finality isn't determinative, merely descriptive. Here, at the end of the path, a new road is to be forged, built, explored. Sun shines through the clouds, bask in it, thrive. When the darkness pushes in, light the candle, let it burn, let it guide. Without the darkness, the light loses purpose. The path doesn't end in innocence, it ends in awareness. The innocence is sacrificed on the altar of service. The sacrifice, individuality, privacy, patience, compassion, and empathy, if you're not careful. Learning these lessons too late can end with premature finality. We've seen enough fatality. Embrace prescience, remain alert, envision the signs, reach out. Sun will shine, clouds will part, children will laugh, birds will sing. You will survive.